it was a little off. <laughs> Two weeks in a row with the real screen. <laughs> I hit my timing was bad. It, you you kind of started it weird. You want to go again? Here, we'll yeah, go again. You, you came in. There it is. That's what they tune in for. Yeah, see? Uh, yeah, that's better. The first one's a little off. Yeah. So. so, Brandon, we're going to get into our special guest today. That's right. There's a tradition that if I'm here, because during COVID, we had our soundtrack, and I would always have to hit the, <laughs> so now it's carried on. The only on. one they can hit. Scott it's, tries sometimes. It's carried on for how many? When did we start this podcast? Four years ago. Four years ago. January 2020. Right before the pandemic. Had no idea it was coming. <laughs> and it ended up being uh, some classic moments in that podcast early. That's right. And today will be no different. That's right. Troy White went back and listened to all the original. <laughs> Shout out to Troy. He's a Troy, completist. Yeah, thank you. That's right. Well, today's going to be one he's going to tune in because we got a special guest with us. Brandon McCormick. Hey, across yes, the table yeah, from put us. Put the crowd in there. Woo, 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 That's right, Jordan. Yay. Get some applause. We'll we need, get it. We'll get yeah. it. All right. There you go. Brandon, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. You were in the video on our first Sunday back at the boardwalk telling some of your story with Justin. And Justin said, we need to hear more from Brandon. And yeah. I completely agree. And here's the th reason why, Brandon. Like, it's hard in a video, and I think you will agree with this. We edited it down to three minutes right. but we probably sat in there 15 minutes and cutting up and doing whatever but at least yeah and we didn't even really get all of the story even in that 15 minutes i was like it'd be just a whole lot better to come in and help someone know what really happens in someone's life and why it makes a difference and why an invitation matters and how god works and you're on stage you play bass every week i mean just about you're in the rotation but you play there a lot, but they don't even know your story. So this is a great format to long form. It's backstage with Assemble Church, and it's backstage with Brandon today. And Brandon's a long time part of it. So <laughs> he's yeah. been here from the beginning. That's been right, a long time. Yeah. So introduce yourself. Tell us about you. What do you do? Tell us about your family, kids, grandkids, all that stuff. If people want to know Brandon McComic, what should they know? Well, my name is Brandon McComic. <laughs> my name is <laughs> My name is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to go m and I heard it too in my head. I, I thought was he like, was going to go, my name is, uh, my name is. That, that's kind of the vibe I was going for. Yeah, I know right. you are. If you've never seen Brandon, just like Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they don't even know who Eminem is on this podcast, probably. We do, but hopefully you do. Yeah, we're dating ourselves. Yes. Uh -huh. Yep. So I play bass at Simple Church. Long time that's, volunteer. That's the short story. Yeah. But it hasn't always been like that. So I remember when we first started coming to the church. Uh, it was about two months after the church started. Right. 2007. Yeah. Right. So Daylene's co-worker, I believe it was uh, Laura Clawson. Yeah, yeah. Invited Daylene wow. to church. And at that time, we were going to another uh, church that was at a school. I don't yeah. remember the name. But, so I said, yeah, let's try that. We only been going there for a few months. And Daylene suggested, let's try Simple Church. I said, yeah, yeah, I guess we'll try it. Uh, Justin's a pastor. We're going. <laughs> Was we go a long way how'd back? How'd you know yeah. Justin? Yeah, Me and Brandon the, go all the way back to right. high school. So, so yeah. we went to high school. How together. many people went to Southwood High School? Because I feel like every day we go somewhere, you see someone yeah. from Southwood. Well, and Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong. It's a small city, but at that time during our run, that's where most people moved to. Because right. your parents were like your dad. It's the same way. Your family. I mean, I know his family. Mm -hmm. But what did, what did your dad work at AT and T too? Right. And so, um, it was Western Electric. Western Electric. My dad too. See. Yeah, so we were in Southern Hills area, and it just about seemed like everybody went to Woodlawn, Southwood, or Airline yeah. at, at that time, at least my circle. And just real fast, Evan, the reason why is industry. You had GM in South Shreveport, the job so moving. General Motors, and then you had Western Electric. So my dad worked for Western Electric, his dad worked for So if you went to Southwood, they moved out there because they're— 
you know, close to the companies, yeah. and then they went to school there. But all of us kind of grew up sense. in that. It was middle class. Basically, right. that was just middle class. Where it was, right. <laughs> this is the 80s, huh? Were you yes. all the same grade? Did you graduate the same year? Uh, there's about a two-year difference. I was 89. Yeah, he's a little older than me. <laughs> yeah, that's the way we're going to look at it. <laughs> I'm 87. He's 89. Well, they'd be younger than you. I'm just picking Oh, okay. That's hey. <laughs> like, hey, a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> that was born in 1987. That was a good year. Golly. That's... So I think, <laughs> look, Brandon, Brandon just walked over that. He was Can't like, we don't even want to talk to these uh -uh. young kids no. over here. Uh, so anyway, so going back, Brandon. Yeah. So I think we knew who each other were right. at Southwood. You weren't we, a cheerleader, were you? No. Oh, no. And I won't even say I tried out for that because I did not. No. <laughs> but, but Justin did a great job with that. Yes. Oh, Lord. So and then fast forward to 2009, maybe yep. 2010. So my son Tyler was going to... After school care. They call it the Wee Center at First Bozier. That's right, First mm -hmm. Bozier. So I would come in after work, go pick him up, and we would walk by Justin's office. I go, oh, Justin, didn't know you were here. So right. we started catching up. Yeah. So then that fast forward to that, started going to the church 2007. Is that 2007? Mm -hmm. Yep. And then here we are. So let me just tell you a little bit about Brandon. So Brandon is why I love him so much. And I mean this from by my heart. He is the kindest. He is the most uh, servant-hearted. This was before Simple Church, like him with Tyler and all. He's just always very even-keeled, very nice, very friendly. He just got that reputation. So like when I'd see him walking in the hall, he'd be picking up Tyler. And Tyler, same way, we'd cut up and talk. And But Brandon's always going to be like, hey, man, how are you doing? And most people don't know this, and that's surprising because he was a police officer at one point, too. He was a motorcycle veteran, cop. veteran, right? In Army, you served? Uh, so I was in the Air Force, Air Force active duty Air Force, and when I got out of the Air Force, I did communications. <laughs> so, Go ahead and tell that story because this is pretty funny. Right. Because so, it goes Air Force communications, this is how he's going to get into police. All right. Right. So when I got back home, so that was around maybe 93 I started looking for jobs in the communication field. Well, communication field is not, it wasn't then like it is now. So there weren't a lot of jobs. So I was like, well, what's a, like a military type organization I can do? I said, police department. I go, yeah, they have stuff I can work on. I can work on their radios and stuff. And I started talking to some friends and I go, hey, who do I talk to? They go, no, you don't want to do that. You want to be out here on the street. And, and that's another high school friend of ours that convinced him of that. <laughs> it is. <laughs> we won't go into no mic, name names. <laughs> That's another story. Yeah. That's part two podcast. Right. So I said, okay. I go, I don't know if they'll hire me though. And that's a lot of big deal. Anyway, went through the hiring process. They hired me, went to the police academy. That was July of 93. So I spent close to eight years on the police department. You know, patrol, and I was a motorcycle policeman for about four years and did an uh, accident investigation for about a year. And can I interject right here? You know, most time, a motorcycle cop is not friendly and nice. Brandon was the really nice. Not, I love my motorcycle cop friends. I have a lot of them, but Brandon is like. Not what you picture. Were you yeah. When you pulled people over, were yeah. you as nice as you are now then, or were you like being the tough guy? This is just a little side note. Well, I always treated everybody the same. <laughs> Okay. At first. <laughs> <laughs> Game of change. I, I like the honesty. See, see, this is where we're getting into first responder stuff. So, yeah, at right. first. Right. So, I had my little standard <laughs> speech and things I did, and then uh, we would dictate how it would go from there. Right. What percentage went well versus not so well? 
well, if I didn't uh, go a day without getting cussed at or fussed at, I wasn't doing my job, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so not everybody's happy when a police officer uh, informs anybody, them really. they've broken a law. Yeah, nobody <laughs> likes to be told they did something <laughs> wrong. Right. So I would have to explain it from a safety standpoint. And you don't almost have to, I was the salesman. Right. And usually if you can make somebody that started fussing at you, Say thank you at the end of it. You did good. You did a good job. And that and is I can Brandon. see you being really That's good. That's what I'm saying. Not every police officer, I don't yeah. think, has that goal. Well, because he cared, though. As yeah. silly as it is, yeah. you just got a caring heart. But anyway, I had yeah. to say that because. That's not how we picture you. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not a motorcycle cop, but he was. Yeah, and that was a little bit different then, but you had to be part. It's just a territory. Right. And so, so I left there, um, got a job with Bell South Telecommunications. That's the local phone company. Had a friend of mine. Tell me, hey, they're hiring. And I'd only filled out an application and because my friend kept kind of bugging me. And if it wasn't for him pushing me, I never would have filled out an application and, and got the job. But at the time that Bell South went to hire me, because they had a hiring freeze for a little while. And at that time, I had applied for the state police. So I was going to be a state trooper. That's what I wanted to do. I, I enjoyed traffic enforcement. And I was like, I'm going to be a state trooper. Jordan's brother's one. Okay. So I went through the whole hiring process, interviewed all the tests. Brandon, we're going to hire you. You're going to be in academy class, whatever it was. And it's, and this was February and it's going to start in September. And I was like, fantastic. Well, the next week is when I got the letter or the phone call from the phone company about a job. And I was like, oh, no, I said, it's too confusing. This is an internal conversation sure. I was having myself. I was like, I'm going to be a state trooper, and now they've just muddied the water here with this other decision to make. Which way am I going to go? So I called him back, and I accepted the job right there while I was standing in the police department. I was talking to the human resources on the phone. They said, can you start? This was on a Thursday. Can you start Monday? And I said, yeah, I'll be there Monday. Why? And I hung up the phone because that was my... Yeah knee-jerk reaction that was my gut that's what i wanted to do sure and i knew it and when something kind of getting back into the volunteering and saying yes you know when you feel it when it's the right thing to do and you just say yes and you know it's going to work out mm -hmm. and it did i've been there 23 years i'm still at the phone company now this is kind of a cool story too because there's another guy goes to simple church he was the he was your chief at that point, Jim Roberts. Jim Roberts, yes. And he goes to Simple Church every week, but you went. Had, he had to go to his superior and right. go like, "Hey, man, uh, I'm moving. I'm going yeah. on right so three that, days." So, so, so that day, that's a Thursday. I went and talked to my media supervisor, and he thought I was joking. And I was like, "Man, no, I'm not joking." You know, this, <laughs> I'm really leaving. I won't be here Monday. Yeah, <laughs> tomorrow's my last day. And. uh and then we talked about it for a while, and I finally got him to realize I wasn't joking, and we talked about it, and I was trying to kick glove handle all that because I didn't – I was always to give two weeks' notice. You give notice, yeah. and you train your replacement, and I was that kind of brought up to be like that. Yeah. So leaving the job immediately was way out of character for me to do that, but I had no choice. So he said, uh, well, you need to go down and talk to Chief Roberts. I go, I know. That's like going to the principal's <laughs> office. Yeah. So I walked down the street – because we were in a different building. Walked upstairs, knocked on the door, and said, uh, Chief, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah, come on in. Just, just like we're old friends. <laughs> and, and he's super nice about it. He said, I understand, no problem. You're welcome back anytime. Good luck. And you f I'm like, I did not see it going that way. Right. At all. Yes. Yeah. But he was super cool about it. 
And I went and started out processing and started a new job on Monday. So what year was that? So that was February 12th of 2001. Okay. Well, I just go back to, I see Jim at church every week. He sees Brandon up there, you know, and like it, when you, you have these relationships or friendships and you have people going on, but you don't know all their story. And I know parts and bits of it all, but I didn't know Jim was a part of it. So then when I see Jim, I'm like, Hey man, Brandon, he's like, Oh, I love that. It's same way. His reputation, who you are is who you are. Right. So I'm sure the part of the reason he was being so cool is because yeah, Brandon is not a jerk, man. He really is a right. nice guy. So it's like, hey, man, I'm trying to figure it out. You're always welcome to come back or figure out what you're going to go do. And Jim's the same way. Is you never want to keep, keep someone from mm-hmm. really, you know, being successful if they feel like they're supposed to do something, you know. So I, I just think it's cool that Jim was that cool in the process of it too. You oh, know, yeah. absolutely. So real fast then, because he, you kind of, we were going back. Did you? When did you meet Daylene? What year was it that you met Daylene, your, your wife? wife? Well, uh, thank you for specifying. <laughs> I just thought that's <laughs> which day lean. <laughs> yeah, thanks for you introducing your family. Make sure this is so good, Jordan Gay. That I'm trying to help so you out, so when Daylene listens later, <laughs> you didn't say my wonderful <laughs> wife. Yeah, this is so. Yeah, look, he got red. <laughs> he's, and he's even turning red. Glad we're not on video. Because Daylene's That's right. a part of this story when it comes to more here in a minute. But like, go but right now, what year is Daylene? So that would be 2006. If I don't get these dates right, she's going to kill Yeah, me. so you're about five <laughs> years you after know. you changed so, your job. That was the end of May, maybe the first week of June. She'll yeah. correct me on that, of 2006. Now, we got married December uh, 2006. So Wait. this is all before Simple Church. So the reason I'm saying it yep. is, is all this mm-hmm. is kind of laying out his yep. life, which we've known each other. We've seen his kids. He's getting this job and all these things. So we don't launch till 2007. So y'all get married right before the church starts. Right before the church starts. And so we're married a few months and, you know. Who did your wedding, by the way? That was Brother Wayne. Dubos? No. Midway Church of Christ. Okay, yeah, so yeah, so Berkins. a long way. Yeah, I was just curious if anybody I knew. I don't yeah, think I know him. Brother Wayne. Uh, I don't remember Brother Wayne's last name. Yeah. Daylene's going to correct me on that as well. <laughs> That's all right. That's you know what wives are listening good for. taking notes. Yeah. They straighten us out. So we were married for a few months, and she said, you know, I really think we should find a church to go to. So it was her idea awesome. to yeah. do that. And I felt that too, but she was kind of the one that driving, driving the train on that one. Yeah. I said, okay. You know, I grew up in church, uh, you know, Sunset Acres Baptist Church. I grew up there, baptized there at age 12. It, when I graduated high school, uh, kind of left the church when I went in the military. And, yeah. Anyway, came back to church after we got married. So we started hitting a few little churches around town, yeah. this and that, maybe for a month or two. And then that's when she got the invite from Laura Clawson. Thanks, Laura. Because we, right. we, power we, we were the power of the invite. Power this is the, the continuation right of it. Well, it's true. I just thank God because y'all have all your family's been a blessing to us. But that's cool to know that she was connected to that. Laura was. She, she, right. And, it, and so, just a little side note that is my brother, John. John, his daughter, <laughs> Lauren, is married to a Clawson. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Yeah, I was making yeah. sure mm-hmm. the audience Family knows that. There's right. another connection to that. I, didn't, I never knew that Laura was on that got you there. That's mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Because they work together. Yeah. Daylene and Laura work That's together. That's cool. Yeah. So, and then fast forward a few months in, maybe a year, Daylene got baptized 
at the church at so the bar. Awesome. Yeah. When we did the eleven o'clock service. Now think about that. I got the pictures. I just found those recently. So I, I does she have a picture of that? Because I found. I them. do not think so. No. I'll have. To, I think I found them. So I'll pull one and see if I can pull it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So the bar, so everybody's right. listening to New to Simple Church. Talk about that and how you got involved with that. So we didn't always have an 11 o'clock service. Right. It was just two services. Because the theater couldn't let us do 11. We had right. to be out of the building. We had to be out at a certain time. We'd overrun it, so we were really in a bind. So I'll kind of back up a little bit. So we were, we had been going to church for a few months. And when Daylene and I started dating and got married, she saw I had an acoustic guitar sitting in the closet. I, I played since I was a kid or in high school and hadn't played in a good while but she saw i had acoustic guitar oh you play guitar that's great so i had to hurry up and relearn a bunch of stuff i forgot right (laughs) impress the girl yes you know so then at church one sunday the music person there i think it was j mac Uh they said hey we're looking for musicians if you want to audition for the church band (laughs) this is so this is why i want to cheer this is so good (laughs) this is funny i even laugh at this (laughs) So I'm thinking, oh, that's pretty cool, you know, whatever. And so she's elbowing me. You should try up for the church band. I'm like, no. <laughs> he you just p- picked the guitar back no. up. Had you played, played in front of people ever? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a, when I was taking guitar lessons so in good. high school, we had to do this recital in front of like 20 people. That's yeah. part of my guitar. Oh, I love so it. I did it's a recital. Like you on my pick cruci- it up and learn it. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Because you should do it. And I go. Oh yeah, I don't know. You know, they're pretty good. You know, and, and stuff. <laughs> she <laughs> look. She just got him in church. Now she's trying to get him in the band. He didn't even picked up the guitar. Push me up in front of people gotta, that I don't know. Just fake it. It's yeah. all good, right? So, uh, oh, so, so, so we're leaving. I'm trying to go to the exit door. Hey, the table's over here with the CDs that you pick up for the audition, oh, right? Oh my! And gosh. I go, oh yeah, okay. Let's let's go 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 get one for know? our younger listeners. CDs are what you used to listen to music, right? Yeah, that's exactly. physical. Yeah, yeah that's early. Yeah. Seven, I mean, 2007. Yeah. So Pretty I picked awful. up a CD, had two songs on it. I go, oh, yeah. So I listened to them. I'm going, oh, Lord. I don't know. So it took me two weeks to learn those two songs on that guitar. I'm like, so I hustle. And then I I went to the church audition. I go, yeah, this is going to be rough. And I was this, the only. This is why I love this story. <laughs> this is the truth. You know, I kept pushing through it, even though I was like, "This is a mistake." <laughs> Just telling you, this ain't good. This ain't gonna work. Yeah. So, bunch of people are there that are still in the band now, <laughs> and I was the only one that showed up for guitar that everybody else wanted to sing. So I played guitar through every singer that tried out. And as I went along, I went, "Man, I'm starting to nail this. I'm getting it down pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good about it." And uh, never got a call. To come play back at church. <laughs> they listened. We're like, they hey, you. That guy's got a good heart, but he can't play guitar. He was the stand-in audition musician. <laughs> yeah. Didn't get called back. He used you. Wow. I said, okay. <laughs> you know, let's start looking for another church. After I lick, right. That's what I told Daylene. Yeah. We ain't going back. Yeah, this is not the right church. For yeah, me. this is why I love him. He did come back. So, came. I started going to. The band rehearsals. It, only reason I wanted uninvited or did somebody invite you? Well, yeah, a little bit part, of both. <laughs> yeah, kind of both. Well, <laughs> Just kept I knew up. the band wasn't working, so I think I went and talked to Chip about running sound. There you go. So I was like, I want to do something with music. Apparently, it's not going to be with guitar, <laughs> which is ironic. <laughs> yeah. So let's just run sound. I used to run sound a long time ago with other bands helping out. 
I can do that. I can at least run wires and hook up speakers. And just, I just wanted to be involved. That was the main thing. I was trying to make friends. I wanted to really make a go at it. Um, so I did. So I started going to band practice to get to see who was singing what song for that week, who's playing guitar, who's playing, you know, not that probably any of that was really necessary, but I just kind of wanted to hang out. It's more of a networking, hang out and just be involved. Once again, next level. Not everybody has that heart. So I just want to do that. And it was fun. It it was kind of like a, maybe a life group before a life group. Uh So I look forward to that. And then I started noticing that almost every band practice, the bass player did not show up. (laughs) See, bass players, there you go. And after a few times, I got to look and I go, hmm, I see a hole in the market right here. It's an opening. It's an opening. I go, here's my chance. So I went home, brought my guitar and a bunch of stuff to the pawn shop and got a, I don't even know what bass I got at the pawn shop. Now think about that. that this is why it's so, so cool to me. Like he knew it, then he's like sells all his stuff and gets a bass that don't know how to play. I don't that's know how awesome. to play that Never thing. played. No, no, I said, these strings are big. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they're far apart. And that hurts my hand and this and that, you know. But I kept on and and that's really for YouTube kicked off or anything. Oh, yeah. So I bought this book and I'm trying. And anyway, one thing led to another. I, because I had the songs for the week that they were going to do. So I would secretly practice these songs at home. And once I felt like I was, I didn't mention th- nothing to anybody about playing bass at all. And so once I felt like I had a few songs under my belt that I wasn't afraid to play in front of somebody, and there's only like four or five people, that's what I'm talking about, that rehearsal. I started, it was uh, Daniel Nelson. I said, hey, Daniel, if the bass player don't show up, maybe may have been J-Mac too. I was yeah. like, you mind if I sit in just for rehearsal? Oh, you've been playing bass B or whatever? And I go, yeah. Just kind of messing around. Just thought I'd just jam with y'all or whatever, you know. And that's kind of how it kicked off. And then so the next rehearsal came. And I was saying, please, bass player, don't show up. <laughs> <laughs> he was in his mind going, oh, my God, don't show up. I said, I want to play, but, I, but I'm kind of scared to play because I, I don't know how it's going to work. Never played with a drummer, really, except for a recording on all kinds of stuff, all that new stuff. So bass player didn't show up. They said, go get your bass. I go, okay. So we got through them, and it was it was a lot better than the guitar right. <laughs> audition. <laughs> so we did that for four or five months. It just kind of went on. He just played privately and sat in with whoever. So yeah. I just go back to most people see, they don't understand. I'm, I, you're doing a great job giving them the background because that's crazy to me that you even would have co- quit. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. would have quit if it didn't. You didn't call me back. You don't care about me. I'm gonna do it. But then he's like, "Well, I'm gonna keep working sound, and then, well, if it's not guitar, then I'm gonna go talk all my stuff. I Look, see a need. I see a need. Yep. I'll meet that need. We say that a lot in Simple Church. See the need, meet the need. I'm like, Brandon's literally doing it, and here you are now. All right, so you're you're learning. You're getting a little better at it, but you're just in a little practice when we practiced Gary, Gary Dooley's place a right. lot of times, a little small, little, small, little, mm-hmm. you know, garage. So it was a lot of fun doing that. So we got to Easter Sunday and still no bass player at practice. So I played the songs for the rehearsal. I think it was a Thursday night. Okay. No big deal. And played through them just like I did all the other times. So we got Sunday morning. We're in the theater setting stuff up, setting the PA up. And then all of a sudden, I heard somebody holler, hey, Brandon. I go, yeah, what you need? Go home and get your bass. The bass player's not showing up. 
for church Easter Sunday. <laughs> this was <is> Easter. <laughs> Easter Sunday. So it was like, wow. at that time, it was what, 400 people there? Ah, uh, yeah, probably may have been a little that bit was the more first than that. Easter, huh? Yeah. So, so that's the first time I played in front of anybody was 400 and something people. That's awesome. <laughs> and what's crazy is, like, he literally had no idea that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you've prepared, you've prepared, you've prepared. You never know where you're going to get called up. Don't know if you ever will get called up, but you're enjoying the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it was Compton. I know who it was because yeah. he's my buddy. That's who got me in music. <laughs> Compton's a great bass player. He did. And the other truth is, he probably didn't need to practice. And like he was so good at it, he was like, I don't want to go through practice. I've played so long; it's boring to me. Which could have been viewed as a negative, and God turned around as a positive for Brandon because Compton could play. But on that day, I, don't, I think he got sick or something really went on. Mm-hmm. And family emergency. I've done both of his parents' funeral just as an example. I don't know if something was going on, but. You couldn't get a hold of him. Mm-mm. Then we were in a bind, oh, and it Easter. was on Easter, the and it was Super like Bowl. Brandon. And Brandon said, "What did you say, Brandon? You walked out of the room calmly. Then you took off running. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> I took off running. <laughs> he was like, Oh, sure, no problem. Moment. Then how, he was like, ah. How long before the service was this? Like an hour? Could no, have probably. Yeah, like, like when I got back with my bass, I had time to tune it, put it on the no stand. Rehearsal. No, now just the the rehearsal like during the week. Yeah, earlier. That's it. So, but if you would have told me, <laughs> let's just say a week before, hey Brandon, can you play Easter Sunday? I've been scared to death the oh, whole sure. week. You'd have been sick too. I've been sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you'd have been right? sick. <laughs> I've been nervous, worried about it. So this didn't hit me till several years later. But the whole saying of you prepare yourself when God calls on you. So you'll be ready when God calls on you. So prepare. Right. So I was preparing. Then when it was time, it was time. And then after then, I started getting in the church rotation after that. Maybe once a month or so. I don't remember. Uh, But that's kind of how it started with playing music at church. It wasn't I just showed up audition. You're great, Brandon. Can you play this Sunday? No, it didn't work out like that. What a natural talent you are. (laughs) Yeah, those things were never said. (laughs) But you worked hard. You didn't give up. Well, what's crazy, to the reason I want him to tell a story is like, and me and Brandon talk about this, and I'm sure we can elaborate a little bit, is like when you're trying to find your thing, your purpose, your what, what you enjoy, and all of that is going through your head. It's easy to quit. It's easy to give up if it doesn't work. The first opportunity doesn't look right or they didn't really want me. What I've always admired about Brandon, because the next part, I mean, the other part of that was, and we'll go backwards a little bit. When we launched the 11 o'clock service, the reason I asked Brandon is because it was going to be harder than the others. And, and music people, media people, they can get a little whiny. They can get a little complaining, Jordan. Forgive me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I say, whoa. I say that because I am one. I are one. I was a monitor guy. It's hard. Like, you don't get any front of house time. You're only behind the scenes. And when it's difficult, that's hard. So, like, when I ran monitors and set up stuff and all that kind of stuff, you're behind the board and you do it, and you love that you're serving them, but it's not always easy because you're not the guy. Nobody really recognizes who you're. They don't know what's going on. Well, I knew when we were leaving the theater and having to launch the bar in Brandon, we how many times we have to carry the stuff up the stairs because the elevator didn't work. More than I want to count. <laughs> yeah, and it was like he never once, to my face, audibly where I could hear it, complained about it. Now, I can just say that's not the case for everybody. <laughs> we're all guilty of like, man, this is tar. I can't believe we're having to do it. Brandon was always just like, 
positive. Hey, man, I'm going to do it. I, what do we need to do today? What do we need to do? And we, it was difficult. Showing up at 6 a.m. Yeah, because we were doing mm-hmm. two bands at some point simultaneously in two different locations. So everything had to be run differently. When everybody's like, you can't do that, or that's too hard, or we can't. That was never brand. I was like, we mm-hmm. figured out. We'll get this done. And we weren't really experts at it. I had done it in my mm-hmm. past. Brandon was kind of picking it back up, but he ran it. He did it. And he had the heart to do it. And then, to me, what's cool, it is the God part of it. God saw his heart and gave him the desires of his heart. Now he is an incredible bass player that is on the stage. And I think that's a God. God's honoring him and going, hey, dude, I saw your heart. I know what you're going to do. And now play your heart out and kill it when you do it. Matter of fact, I think it's this week, the song that we're playing uh, if you watch they say, is this going to air it's coming on Sunday yeah so it'll come on so the one you're watching t- this Sunday is one of my favorite bass licks and Brandon plays it and you'll see it on the video it's because we ISO on it and you didn't know this we had already picked the song because we were looking at it this week but I and I looked at Chip and I was like and that guy was a sound guy who didn't know how to play bass and never <laughs> no. thought he'd be up there <laughs> But it's incredible to me, uh, but it says a lot about who you are and what God does in someone's life. So I just had to go like, that is an awesome story. That is an awesome thing to encourage people. And you were in your 30s, mid-30s, early 40s. I mean, you weren't. 36. Like, yeah. yeah. So that's mm-hmm. my age now. I'm not, I don't have a clue how to play bass, mm-hmm. and I don't really think I'm going to pick one up and try to do it. Yeah. So you're talking about the, uh, the bar service, the 11 o'clock. Yeah. I don't think we talked about me coming in your office and talking <laughs> about that. Go ahead, yeah. Okay, so just real quick. Somewhere in between trying out guitar, running sound, I wanted a little bit more. I was kind of doing the bass thing at the rehearsals, and I was like, man, there's got to be, it's like, it's just not, there's something else. And I want to be like a little more part of it. I said, I got something for (laughs) you. So at that that time, you know, I think we went out to lunch a few times right. and we talked. And I go, so I called him up and said, let me meet you in the office. Okay. I said, hey, is there something else I can do? Well, it's funny you come in and talk right now because we're thinking about starting an 11 o'clock service. And that's when I was like, man, that's a, that's a lot. We want you to kind of oversee part of it. or the Yeah, you're really running it. Right. I said, like, well, that's a little more than I was looking to do. <laughs> Asking you shall receive. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, Let's do it. I said, if you think a big factor in me saying yes to yeah. was your belief in me that I could do it. And he, and I did believe, I still believe yeah. in him and I believed yeah. in him then, you so know, that was a big encourager yeah. for me. Yeah. If you would have came up and said, Hey, we got this coming up. You think you can take care of it? And I've been like, I don't know, but Brandon, you're the guy you really sold me on. <laughs> well, and the truth is I knew Based on attitudes and how difficult things are going to be, because anytime you make a change, just like we're doing right now, this is what we all go through. You got to have people in there that go, dude, I'm, I'm going to do, and Brandon's one of those guys, hey, I'm, I got your back. I don't know how to do it great. I, I, I'm going to be willing to learn, and I'm going to try to figure that out, but attitude is everything. Mindset matters. It's like, man, Brandon knew and i knew when we were doing it because we didn't know what we were doing brandon it's, it's like even as a pastor it's like he don't know how to play guitar i don't know how to launch a church in a bar you know what i'm saying it's like so i'm like but i think brandon with our art with our heart attitude the way it is we're gonna figure it out and we did the crazy part is is we didn't really know because chip and all of the real people that were doing it they couldn't come down there 
You, you had a it's whole simultaneous. Nother, you had it's simultaneous. You had a whole nother group of people, so you had to go recruit. I'm like going, I don't know who it's going to be. I'm like God, all right, help me. And that's why I love Brandon so much. Is even in that, you see him up there. You don't know the relationship. You don't know what he's going through. You don't know his story. But this is to me what makes it so cool. Is like his heart was. I'm willing to do it. And now when I see him playing bass and he does it so well, and he's smiling, and I think about what you know, transpired to other bands and he's doing all this other stuff. I'm like, it's the heart. God was like, I see it. I'm going to bless it. And it's the same with the symbol church. We don't know what we're doing. And I believe God knows our heart. I'm a sinner. I mess up. I don't get it right all the time, but the heart is do we're trying to figure all this out. And God's like, okay, man, we're going to let you see what you think really is impossible. I'm going to let that be possible. And that to me is why I wanted brand on the podcast is you're sitting there listening or, and you're thinking God could never use me, or I I'd love it's to do this, late. but I don't think yeah. I could ever mm-hmm. do that. And I'm like going, dude, you don't have any idea. Like the truth is, is like if you've got the right heart and you go, man, I'm willing to serve, and you walk in there and you, and how you know that you're okay. And this is a funny little saying I've always heard: you don't know you're a servant until you're treated like one and how you respond. When everybody says, "Oh, I'm just mm. a servant." <laughs> was like, no, and you're treated like I'm like, Brandon, grab the other side of this case. We're carrying all this up here. That's when you quit. <laughs> if you want to be a bass player and you want to be on the stage, you're like, this ain't what I signed up for. I never heard that out of Brandon. And at the time, there was some stuff going on with band. Everybody was trying to figure all their stuff out. And l- there's always egos. And, there's, and I'm like, dude, I'll take Brandon any day of the week because his heart is He's showing up to practice just to go sit through practice. He's, I'm going to move the stuff and carry when nobody else would care. We had to have people clean the bathroom. Remember, there was throw up and blood in those bathrooms. <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. But there was a whole nother group of people that would say, dude, I don't care. I'll come. My mom was one of those. Miss Pat was one of those. I mean, I'd go through a long list. They went in there and cleaned it up because it was like, dude, it ain't about me. It's like, what can I do to help him be a part of it? And I just forever grateful we haven't done this soon enough a podcast is a great way to do it because it's hard to do 45 minutes on <laughs> telling the whole story but it's worth it and i'm super grateful and i'm super thankful and still believe in you son he can do whatever well, he thank wants you to very do. much if, if he said right now you want to try something else he could do it i promise you no doubt i give it a go <laughs> you it's could. Right. and that's the right attitude <laughs> you really could we have to go into that let's go into real fast on how many bands. Cause we, we, we hit on it. If you were playing with a bunch of different people, once you learn, mm-hmm. you really did get very, very good at it. You are very good at it. And then you start playing a lot of people. Now you're playing with the crowd. They play out a lot with Alan who right. gave me a chance. Cause the similarity is, is I never sang before in my life. Never sang a note showed up at their practice, which it was tangent, a bar band back in the day. I was like, I think I can sing for your band. They're like, have you ever sang before? I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't think I, and I had not ever sung a note. So that's where I think I connect to. It's like, Hey, I want to do it. And then that led me into the ministry. So I'm super grateful for Alan, his friendship and all he's done too. But you're playing with Alan, the crowd and all that. Tell us a little bit about that. And then we'll go into family just for a couple of minutes. Cause we got to talk about Daylene and cancer and all that y'all have gone through on that too. Right. Well, I started playing bass at church and that opened the door to, to, to the first band. I don't even remember which one that was, yeah. but Hey, can you play? Sure. And then somebody say, Hey, can you fill in here? Can you play here? And at one time there was three or four bands I was playing in, uh, played with, uh, uh, Magnolia May. Yep. Um, and, uh, three core truth was another band. Uh, so right now it's the crowd. We're, uh, 
80s 90s country band it's good and uh, that's the only band that i'm in i still do fill-ins on occasion with sure. other country bands mostly uh and then of course playing at church you can play anything though what's your favorite music to play if you had to pick a favorite style then i'm putting him on the spot right here yeah that's a tough one but i am partial to the country <laughs> Old country, new country. I'm a '80s, '90s country. Yeah, so you're in your kind sweet a, spot, in the wheelhouse. Kind of a rocking country. Yeah, stuff. But I, I, I like playing the Motown, right? Uh, you know, R and B and and some uh, pop song. I like. I really, I just enjoy playing music. Right. But if, if I was going to be in a band, uh, country band's the one for me. You're in it. That's yeah. awesome. All right, so let's real quick. Married Daylene. We have to talk about speaking of serving heart and. Daylene's amazing, uh, cancer survivor. Talk a little bit about, cause we talked in the video about life groups and those decisions led you into a lot of other things going on, but mm-hmm. really Daylene went through it. Y'all really had some challenges in there. Talk just a briefly about that. So in 2017, she was diagnosed with leukemia. Wow. So, so it's a chronic lymphocytic leukemia, CLL. So she was starting to have some some symptoms, some things going on, and, you know, it took us a few months to get to the right doctor and to figure stuff out, as it does with most things like yeah. that. So once we figured out, I think it was maybe August of 2017, she's going to correct me on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so at that time, it was, of course, it was, when you hear news like that, you you don't know. You, yeah. You don't know what the future holds when you when you hear that word. So after about two days of uh, the why me, why me, yeah. and I don't know why, but she was sitting there one day, and I had my arm around her and was talking, and she said that, and I don't know why it hit me, but I said, you know what? I said, why not you? And she looked at me. Yeah. I said, why not us? I said, this is our diagnosis, and we're going to go through this. I said, what's different today than this time last week when we didn't know any of this? I said, nothing's different. I said, just now we know. Yeah. So now that we know, let's get a game plan. And, and so we started, you know, doing research, getting with friends, other people. Hey, have you tried this, this, this? And we started getting on a, okay, we've received the news. We're through with the shock of it. Yeah. Let's buckle down and let's figure out what we need to do. So we, we went into a radical uh, nutrition change and yeah. changed to a vegan diet to try to help w- with cancer. Right. Uh, suppressing it. There's all kinds of research out there. That's a whole other podcast, too. So, <laughs> that would uh, be a good one. Yeah. So we went to MD Anderson down in Houston, uh, went through a treatment plan for about a year, year and a half, and got her uh, in um, remission. Awesome. Uh, so then she was off meds probably for about another year or so. And uh, currently, it's coming back. Yeah. It's not like it was before. It's slow, so it's a wait and watch right now. Yeah. But So we're still in the middle of it. But I remember, uh, and, and this is a testament to Daylene yeah. right here. Because I was playing music a lot. And at that time, I was probably in two bands, and I was yeah. playing at church. And I told her, I said, music's done. I said, I'm through, I'm through playing. I said, we're focusing on this. And she stopped. And she looked at me. And she said, you can't put that on me. She said, you will not stop playing music. She said, you will continue to do that. Wow. Um, she said, that brings you joy, and it brings me joy to watch you do that. That's awesome. And I was like, okay. So 
I continued on and I slowed it down. Sure. But I continued it on and we focused on getting her well. And she's still, and she's thriving. She was able to go back to work and resume physical activities. You know, the symptoms that she had before are not like they were. But, but we're still on a wait and watch now. So. What's amazing to me about that, the reason I want people to know that is like, okay, well, he went from nothing. He accomplished his goal. He's living his dream. And then all of a sudden, he's just got it all. I don't have anything. Well, no, that's why you got to know about the Daylene side of things. It's like mm-hmm. it's a constant battle and having that faith in the Lord and that servant attitude and trusting him through cancer or unsure on what my purpose is or what I'm supposed to do. You really can trust him. And he'll lead and guide you through that. But it is about the relationships and the friendships and relationship with God, relationship with others. And then that's what you've always done for others. And now here it is. And I go back to your son. Either We didn't get into Tyler and all of his physical challenges he's had, but yet you've always had a great attitude through Daylene and Daylene's had a great attitude through Tyler. I'm just, it's amazing to me. And if you don't know Brandon, you need to get to know him. This is a little <laughs> no. part of it, but like he can encourage you. He can help you because you might be feeling that, but. You really have been in a great example. You and Daylene, the whole family has been amazing at showing us how to go through some tough times. Well, thank you for thank you for that. And you know, if it wasn't for Daylene, I wouldn't be playing at church because that true. that first day for that, that audition. Nudge. That's exactly that, right. That elbow thank in you, the Daylene. side. <laughs> so if it wasn't her. She has pushed me to play and to play and to keep playing, even through her diagnosis. Yeah, it's crazy, Selfless. man. It's crazy. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. That is. And I'm sitting here looking at the logo, thinking about the ripples of that, because you were one of the first people I got to know. Mm-hmm. When I got hired, right. I started helping him at the bar. Great. You started helping with the student band. Right. Because you're, then your kids were in student ministry, so I got to be your kid's youth pastor and That's go right. and be there with Tyler. You're our neighbor. We moved closer to you behind mm-hmm. the street. Y'all hosted Life Group at your house. Yes. And because of you being willing to serve and do that, now dozens if not hundreds of other people have been affected by that magnolia may the band with some of the guys you met through that yes and over and over again you've been a positive influence and these people want you around because of who you are and god's used you to bless other people and then when you have one of the worst things imaginable finding out cancer then you have that network and that support a lot of people hit the cancer and they wish they had people around them but they don't know how to do that and obviously you didn't know it was going to happen, but mm-hmm. you lived in such a way and have done such a great job for me seeing you knowing y'all's your family, seeing your kids now growing up, that it's the best way. It's God's mm-hmm. way. And it doesn't mean everything's always going to go right, mm-hmm. but there's no better way. No better way. No, Absolutely. I'm just thankful for you, man. Me too. I mean, you know, and we put Christmas lights up on the house recently for, you know, people going through cancer and childhood cancer and i'll go out to the house to put the lights up and tyler works for lawn masters he's like i'm like he's out there again great attitude you talk about a great kid man like great attitude willing to help he's been you know and i'm thinking man this is the kid that could easily have been discouraged and give up too because he's had all kind of issues with his legs but he was a unbelievable star in his own right of fighting through and you know athlete yeah right so tyler was born with spina bifida yeah uh, so he wears leg braces, has a shunt valve, and has gone through a lot of medical issues because of all that stuff. But the whole time, he has never complained about any of it. Um, I wonder where he gets that from. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I try, you, I'm I trying can, to learn I, from him. I, I yeah, know. I think y'all learn from each other then. <laughs> so he has never complained. I knew if he never complained about any of that, I surely didn't have any place to complain yeah. about anything. So we maybe we taught each other. Who knows? And he was but, competing 
on a national yeah. level, got into that for a yeah, while. Yeah, doing wheelchair racing. And, uh, yeah, so he won state championship and went to junior nationals. And uh, he's not currently doing any of that, but, but he had a pretty good long run of yeah. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, see now you—that's why you—that's why you turn into podcast. That's why you go backstage. That's right. The you longer meet great form, people like Brandon story, McCormick and everybody Daylene has a story. And, Tyler. and yeah. then you're still inviting people. Justin talked about still it. Still inviting. Yeah, people. that's what's crazy. We'll end on this. And so we did the power of the invite, and I'm leaving church this past Sunday, our first Sunday back of the boardwalk, and somebody that sees y'all at a horseshoe the night before, mm-hmm. you know, at the Ms. Kathy Vicky. of Miss Vicky. I'm Vicky. sorry, Kristen yeah. shouldn't be Ms. out there. In the yeah, what? Well, right hey, listen, that's where we are. So I'm thankful you're out there because Miss Vicky comes up and says i can't believe that brandon's on the screen today and and was super encouraging about you inviting her and her being a part and she loved it she was just like blown away about the church and i'm thinking that's really what it's all about is you know your heart's still there all these years later well here's a cool thing about vicky there was a coffee shop across from the mall called moxie java mm-hmm. around 2006 so that's where daylene and i had our first date at wow. that coffee shop on a Sunday afternoon. And we probably sat there for five or six hours just talking in her coffee shop. And she was, Miss Vicky was so nice. I say Miss Vicky. No, Vicky was, so, <laughs> was extremely nice. And that's how we first met her. So and then we continued to have dates there. And yeah. when she was closing the coffee shop, she was keeping one table. And she had all her customers, her regulars, sign the table. So Daylene and I signed that table. And she wow. still has that table. So she closed the shop. We didn't see her for years. So when I started playing music and getting out and yeah. playing in these country bands, uh, she always goes out and she's an excellent country dancer. Yeah. And she got her dance. I go, hey, Moxie Java lady, <laughs> uh, Vicky, because we were yeah. years later. Yeah. Years later. Yeah. So that's how we reconnected. And then so we've been seeing each other for years out and about yeah. through music. Wow. And then fast forward to last week when she's at church. Oh, she was blown away with it. She was like, you have to tell Brandon I was here today. You have to tell him that I came and it was so good for me. And that happens to be the day you're on the screen or whatever. And I was just like, God works in mysterious ways. And she man. sent me a little uh, little message yeah. later that afternoon. That's so cool. So it man. was pretty cool. Well, just thanks for serving. Thanks for being faithful. Thanks for sharing your story today. Now you know why I love Brandon McCommon. All of us do. Absolutely. Yeah, I love y'all too. He's Thank that, he's that red-haired, fiery bass player up there. When you <laughs> Come on that. now. Yeah, you <laughs> get it on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Look for him this week in the video. Find him. Find him in the oh, he won't yeah. miss him. It's on Echo. It's The song is Echo. When oh, you hear that I one, love that song. Oh, good it's one. a good one. And when you see the bass player, it's Brandon. And That's you me. tear it up, son. <laughs> Well, thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank y'all for listening. Thanks for downloading this episode of the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, get the new one each week, and then leave us a five-star review. Brandon deserves a five-star review. This was great today. So make sure you do that. It helps people find the podcast, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.